It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. Now, Pastor Jack King, I am your host and well, it's exciting to, as we say, start a new year. Um, of course, we started it actually last Sunday, but uh, today it's, uh, well, let's just say a continuation of what we started last week. <laughs> and uh, looking forward to a, a year of bringing you talk that's uh, designed to inspire and uh, talk about the church. And like I've been consistent with that since the time that we started this show back in 2002, 1,157 shows today. And as I say, the church, and I say this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about God's church, God's people, and uh, all the glorious things that he is, he is about but you see, the Lord told us, he said, that this, is the, this is the church. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And we're mighty. We're mighty in the Lord. <laughs> we have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, doctrine. But we always speak well of one another. We don't talk bad about anybody. And uh, this is what I refer to as the um, silly season. Whereas of this uh, airing of this show, we'll be two days away from the Iowa caucus. And uh, I heard on the news, they said it's going to be below zero. <laughs> because they do this in the evening. And uh, I mean, you're talking about this is people who want to get out to do something. And, <laughs> and I, I would imagine it will affect the numbers of people who will be a part of it. But nevertheless, this is the first of the contest as we go through the process, as we do here in America, of choosing our president. And, uh, well, let's just pray that it goes well. <laughs> Because that's a very important thing for us. And, uh, and as we do, as we, as I say, get into the silly season, and uh, of course the objective is to win. Uh, I mean, from both sides, I'm sure, or from all sides, that people think, well, this is the most important election for us. And I say for those of us who are Christians and conservatives, that yes, this is a very important time for us as we choose a new president, a new leader that gives so much direction to a nation. And you can see a nation rise and see glorious things happen, or we can see just sometimes just horrible things that take place because of the choice of a leader. And something that I have just observed that uh, there are two different main perspectives that we find. One of them has to do with uh, self-reliance 
and learning how to uh, work hard and to achieve. And then there's another side that has the uh, tendency to want to win and influence people about what we can give them. And uh, I don't uh, adhere to that philosophy. I'm, I'm of, the, of the school that you get up in the morning and you go to work and you, and you earn, you earn your, your way. That's just uh, the way I was raised, and this is the way I've raised my children, and uh, I believe it's the philosophy that works. However, when, when you are of the mindset that we're uh, going to do whatever it takes to just get people to vote for us, and I think that has a lot to do with it, and why uh, there are some who just want to just give everything away with no uh, results coming as far as anything to say, well, I earned this. And uh, I heard... Uh, Preston Scott uh, on another station here in town, uh, talk radio, make this statement. And I, I said, well, that, that's a good way to describe it, I think. And he, he used the expression, uh, picking at a scab. And that has to do with uh, evoking emotion. And I'm of the mindset that uh, emotion is fine. And I can be emotional at times. But to try to influence people by evoking their emotions to, to compel them to, to behave and do what a person or a group of people would have them to do. That's manipulation. And, uh, well, I, I won't go there, <laughs> what I was going to say. I'll just let that rest. But the thing is, with the evoking uh, of emotion, to trying to compel people, one of the things that, that it seems to be the old uh, fall back on play is to get people all upset concerning racial things and the, the color of your skin. And I'm of the mindset that I have agreed ever since I heard it with Dr. Martin Luther King, who made a very profound statement when he said that man should not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of of their character, the content of their character. And it seems to me like that so often that uh, that seems to not be the way of people who normally would, 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 uh, would say, yeah, 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 we believe that. But then when it comes time to put it in the action, it doesn't seem to be the way, and that's what uh, Preston Scott was referring to as picking at the scab. In other words, old wounds, trying to freshen them, to evoke emotion so that people will vote the way that uh, certain people want them to vote. But uh, I believe this character thing is very, very important. And uh, I believe that if we are concerned about the content of our character, then we will treat people with respect regardless of who they are, what their color is, or anything else. It, it, it should not matter. But yet, it's important to some to make sure that this rises once again and to find the the, the 
a country in a, in a fever pitch over things that I'm not saying they're not important, but I believe that they're brought to a level that maybe isn't, isn't totally the way it really is. And I'll give you an example. This happened several years ago. And I would imagine it probably was during the silly season, or what I refer to as the silly season the election. And here we are. I mean, this is going into 2024. We're in a year of a presidential election, and that's when it really gets gets ramped up. And so I'm hearing this on the news, and uh, mostly through radio, because that's where I get most of my news. And, uh, of course, uh, I think there might have been some riots and stuff going on. But the rhetoric became such a thing that they would have you convinced that uh, we just hate each other. And uh, white people hate black people. Black people hate white people. Asians, Hispanics, we all hate each other. And uh, that gets instilled in your mind. And uh, and then there was a day, and uh, I was at a, a convenience store. And I uh, went to crank up my vehicle, and it just wasn't doing it. It was something was wrong. So I, I got out of the car, and I raised the hood. That's what you do. You raise the hood, and you're, you're trying to figure out why is this vehicle not starting. So I'm, I'm piddling and, and uh, poking and, and uh, doing different things. And the next thing I knew, I realized there was somebody standing to my right. And he said, uh, something about uh, maybe it's such and such a thing. And uh, I said, well, I'm, I'm not sure. I said, and then they said, hey, let, me, let me see here. And so next thing I know, we were both in there uh, poking around and doing stuff and, and uh, trying to get this vehicle to start. And, and finally, we succeeded in getting it started. And, I, and something dawned on me. I said, this person who's come up to help me here is, is a black man. And uh, I didn't give that much thought because I don't think that way. And then it dawned on me, now, according to what I hear in the news, during the season of time where people are trying to ramp things up to evoke emotions, to get us to hate one another, I realized that this brother doesn't hate me. He come over to help me. And I certainly don't hate him. I mean, I appreciate his help. And I realized something here. This is a, this is a false thing to many degrees. Now, I'm not going to sit here and then tell you that there's never been any racism. I've lived a, uh, a few years now. And uh, yes. Yes, there are. But I'm telling you something. There's racism, white, black, Hispanic. Uh, I mean, there's racism. Anytime that there's people who hate, and you say, well, why do they hate? Well, unfortunately, many times people are taught to hate. In other words, this comes from the, from the teaching and influence of Parents, people you've grown up with, and they just taught people to hate. I remember one time, this has been several years ago, we had, uh, the organization I'm a part of had put together a, a men's retreat. And this is the first, this is the first one. This is years ago. And uh, 
we had in, in, in our organization, we have many different nationalities, churches. We have, we have the black and white. We have Asian. We have Hispanic, um, people from all different perspectives. And, uh, so we had a couple of churches that came to the retreat with, that were uh, predominantly black. And, uh, a lot of my brethren had never really been around black people, quite frankly. And so, yeah, there was a little tension in the room. And the way the retreat starts on Thursday night. So that Thursday night, I remembered it. Was, there was a little tension in the room. But our uh, original uh, director at the time, he uh, kind of opened the floor up or just discussion. And people just began to talk. And a beautiful thing happened. It really is amazing when I think back on it. All of a sudden, these brethren who'd come together at this retreat began to realize that uh, that person over there that is an opposite color of me talks like me. He thinks like me. Because they were talking about family, and what family meant to them and talked about just different things come up in the in the course of the just a free exchange and a, something began to happen in that room. And I remember this one particular man stood up and he was a big man. And he wanted to uh, this this is a white man, he pointed to a, a brother that was black, and he 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 Pointed his finger at him. He said, you know, something has happened here in my mind. I never realized that uh, we could have so much in common. And he, he reached out and he took his hand. And those two men hugged right there in the, in the uh, aisle of the church. And I just saw something extraordinary take place. And uh, it, it was so positive that I believe that that has affected our movement from that time on and, uh, and after that we had many retreats uh, of the from the region black white Hispanic we all came had a wonderful wonderful time and uh, well what's what's happened from that is that uh, as things progressed uh, we stopped doing so much uh, stuff from the regional perspective and it's more district now. But uh, so now we have district retreats, men's retreats, and we have all different types of, of uh, people, Hispanic, white, black, and uh, we all get along just great. But you see, what happens is that hatred is somehow or another planted in a person's heart, and it often comes from the way you were raised. I was very, very fortunate. Even though I grew up in Kentucky, uh, I never really encountered racism as a, as a boy growing up. It's just, but I mean, we had people of different nationalities who maybe as they lived in Cynthia, really didn't know, know them well. We lived way out in the country. But I remember that uh, we had a family move into our community. And uh, they were they were black, and uh, there was boys and girls of the family. But one of the the young men 
I don't know. I just took a liking to him, and uh, he took a liking to me. And we would sit together on the school bus going home and just get to know each other. And I had somebody, an adult, who came to me and, and uh, questioned me for that. And like I said, I'm just young. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know anything about all this. And uh, I, I told the person, I said, look, <laughs> I'll sit with whoever I want to sit with. And you might say, well, that's pretty bold for a young boy, but, but, I, but, but that's just the way I felt. I said, I'm, I, don't, I don't see this. I don't see this. I don't understand this. Well, that was even before I had heard about uh, Dr. King's comments about the content of one's character. And uh, I've seen this lived out in my lifetime. I mean, I was in the military I served with uh, black, white, Hispanic, um, even uh, people um, from different, just different nationalities. And uh, there were some people that I liked, and there were some people I didn't like. And that was of all uh, <laughs> different colors and, and perspectives. Because some people are just not nice. And uh, I, I have a hard time warming up to somebody who's just not nice and people who who want to just be uh the type of people they want to say things offend people hurt people I, I don't i don't warm up to people like that very well now, i may pray for them but uh it didn't matter to me what what the color was or anything else because as dr king said <laughs> i, I want to judge people according to the content of their character. And so I, I often hear this expression, and it's and I believe it's a political thing. I really do. I believe it's something to evoke emotion to to win elections. They and they use the, the word the, the white supremacist. The white supremacist. Well I am aware that there are people who have groups and their intent is to hate. And I've seen that on, on every perspective of, of who our, our people may be, whether it be black, white, Hispanic, whatever. I've seen this. But I don't think that that's the makeup of all of humanity. I mean, I don't uh, see it everywhere I go, where everybody I meet, oh, they, they got a hatred in their heart. No, I believe, and you can call me naive if you want to, but I believe that most people just want to get up in the morning, go to work, provide for their family, and uh, just take care of their loved ones and and just have a good life. Just want to go and just live a good life. And I, I say this for, for white people, for black people, for Asian people, for Hispanic people. They just want to just live their life. And they want to be able to Make sure that they're providing well for their family and maybe have a little something left over to have a little uh, vacation time or just a, something that they, they may enjoy in the pursuit of leisure and, and just, just have a life. And they're not going around all the time trying to just hate people. But yet, there are those who would sure like to stir that up. And most of the time, it has an agenda. It has a objective, and that saddens me.
because if you think about what we can do when we work together, I mean, as a country, as a nation, what can be accomplished if we just can just work together and and uh, not be concerned about whether they're the same color skin as as you are or I am. No, let's just let's just work together and see if we can't come together and in, in heart and mind and soul and and uh, do the best thing we can to build a great nation. People, people who just they want to have what's best for everybody, and I think that there's something to be said for all of that, and that's just straight from my heart. <laughs> This is the uh, Gospel on the Radio talk show. If you just tuned in, I'm Pastor Jack King, and I've just bared my heart to you because these uh, political years, these years that we're electing a president, they they wore on my spirit a lot because, see, I want a great country. I want the best for America. And uh, when I see people who are just so desperate that they'll cause disharmony among the people in order to gain politically. I find that to be disturbing. I really do. <laughs> well, it's time for a little music to lighten the mood a little bit. This is a Collinsworth family. <laughs> I think it's appropriate. Nothing is worrying me. Jesus, and nothing is worrying me. That's that's a, that's a good thing to strive for in it. Just let your cares, let the master just carry your cares for you. Just lay it on his shoulders and he'll carry it for you. That's a, that's a good word. That's a Collinsworth family singing that for us here and uh, just kind of helping us uh, just get things in a, in a right way. Uh, Way of seeing things, that's all. Nothing's worrying me. And, you know, I try to live that way. I do. I try not to be a, a worrier. And uh, sometimes I find myself being uh, overly stressed about things. But most of the time, I, I'm, I'm pretty even killed. But the thing I was discussing with you before we went to the song there, sometimes just kind of, kind of, tears at me because many times it's very intentional and we shouldn't have that. We shouldn't have that. We, we should just live together and just appreciate one another for who they are. And uh, as I said, as Dr. King said, the content of their character, that's how we judge people or we should judge people. And, and I, I hope that, that that's not lost among everybody that it's just the words are just perfect that we judge them not by the color of their skin but by the content of their character 
I remember back when I was in boot camp, I was in the Navy, and uh, basically you know, they 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 put together the companies, and then different one of the recruits are given different pieces of responsibility. And of course, you have the RCPO, who is the uh, recruit chief petty officer, and he's he's the recruit that that leads the country, the company underneath the leadership of the divisional commander, and. Uh, and then you have the uh, platoon leaders under that. And the platoon leader that I had, for some reason or another, he was just having a hard time with me. Now, now let me just tell you this. When I, when I went into the uh, military, I, mean, I was expecting it to be really, really tough. And, and it was. I mean, boot camp was not, was not easy. But to me, I got a kick out of a lot of it. That's just my weird personality. And, you know, you'd have the, uh, the division officer screaming at you. <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of st- struck me as, as funny. And, of course, uh, a lot of times I, I would compare it to Gomer Pyle. You know, in Gomer Pyle, you'd see him marching along, and he's, he's smiling during the whole time that he's, he's doing it. That's kind of the way I was. I, I just had a happy heart. <laughs> well, that would irritate people sometimes. And uh, I'll tell you a little story here. Um, when I left the uh, indoctrination in Louisville, Kentucky, and they put us on a plane. They sent us down to Orlando for boot camp. And uh, I didn't think to take a Bible with me. But standing there, uh, as we were going out to get in the car to go to the airport, were the Gideons. I love the Gideons. And if you don't know who the Gideons are, these are people who distribute scriptures all over the world, different places, hospitals, schools. And they were the Gideons. And they handed me a little New Testament. And uh, so I got down to, to boot camp and went through the whole thing. And I woke up about 4 o'clock in the morning. The first morning, we finally had gotten to bed about 2. Because we had to go through the whole indoctrination part and getting their uniforms and all this kind of stuff. And finally, about 4 o'clock in the morning, I got this guy standing over my bunk screaming at me telling me i was the lowest creature that ever crawled upon the face of this earth <laughs> and i'm just telling you, he hurt my feelings now i just tell you he hurt my feelings but you know you go on and, and uh, so anyway the company's been formed and we're we're marching we're learning how to march and he's the my platoon leader and he just has a problem with me and i'm trying my best to not do anything wrong anyway things things went on well, we we had on the first or second day, we had inspection, and this is what they call it, a pop tall PI inspection. It was early in the morning, and I'm I'm just on the verge of turning nineteen years old. I turned nineteen in boot camp, and uh, they told us to send everything home, and so I sent my razor, I sent my shaving cream. So for about three or four days, I hadn't even shaved. And here they come. They, this is pop tall inspection. And if they hit you, what they call the, you get hit, that means, man, you're down doing push-ups. Well, when this whole thing done, you got 55 men in your company, and there were two of us that did not get hit. And 
we're still standing. Everybody else down doing push-ups. Well, after that was over, um, my RCPO, the recruit chief petty officer, we're back in the in the barracks, and he says, "King, I want you to come over here." So he had me come over to his rack, which is a bunk, and he said, uh, "King," he said, uh, "I had you pegged as a goof off because <laughs> I'm happy and I'm smiling." He said, "I had you pegged as a goof off." But in that inspection, you and Lopez are the only two that did not get hit. And so he said to me, he said, uh, what is that book that I see you reading all the time? Because whenever I had a chance, I'd just sit there and just read that New Testament that the Gideons had given me. I said, it's, it's, it's a, a Bible. It's a, the New Testament. He said, uh, i tell you what. This is what I want you to do. Every night before we go to bed, I want you to stand there in front of that gun case that was in the middle of the barracks, and I want you to read us something from that book. <laughs> and uh, I did. Every night of boot camp before my company went to bed, I'd stand up there and, and uh, read something from Scripture, and I taught them the 23rd Psalm. And every night we would quote the 23rd third psalm and then i would pray over the the uh, recruits before we all went to bed now now that's a god thing i'm just telling you that's a god thing but anyway back to my story well, this particular uh, my platoon leader he was just having a hard time with me and i could feel the tension and i didn't know why and he was black i was white finally after a couple weeks he just comes to me and he says why do you hate me he said that to me. And I said, hate you? I said, why would I hate you? I don't hate you. He said, you hate me because I'm black. And I said, absolutely not. I have no reason to hate you. Why would I hate you just because you're black? He said, well, you're from the South. Well, it depends on where you're at. From Kentucky, we don't really consider ourselves being south. I mean, we're pretty far north, from, especially from Florida. But I said, well, that don't have the thing to do with anything. I said, I don't hate you. Why would I? I don't understand this. Why are you saying I hate you? He said, you don't hate me? Well, you know what? We patched it up. We patched it up. And uh, from that point on, we didn't have a problem. We got along just fine. And uh, we sometimes we'd, we'd laugh and talk like I would anybody else. So where that came from, I have no, no idea. But I do know this. Is that a lot of times we perceive something that may not always be the truth. And uh, it's probably a good idea before we get something implanted in our mind to think that something is a certain certain way, we might want to check it out. Because there may not be any truth to it. It may be that, well, we just assume that because there are certain stereotypes that would make us think that. But uh, it isn't always that way. And so uh, I'm just saying that we can have peace. We can have peace in our land, that we have peace in our country. But sometimes just having a conversation. Sometimes 
just getting to know somebody. And you find out we're really not all that different. Because as I said, most people just want to live their life. They just want to get up in the morning. They want to go to work. They want to take care of their family. And they want to come home and they want to be able to rest a little bit, maybe do a little gardening, spend some time with the kids, have a little money left over to maybe just go out and just have a good time. And they just want to just live their life. And I think that's just fine. And I think that the I think a very important word is just respecting one another. Just being respectful. Mark Bishop is listening for the call. I'm still a man. Still amazed. That was Legacy 5 on that second song there. Says, I'm just amazed. And uh, sometimes I am about life and uh, the way people conduct themselves. And the thing that we've been talking about here is just uh, what Dr. Martin Luther, Martin Luther King taught us. It just judge people by the content of their character. And get away from the color of your skin or what you look like or those things. Just have respect for people. And, and uh, that's kind of the way I try to go about my life, just, just respecting people. Because I understand everybody has goals in their life. And, and uh, everybody has family. And they want to take care of their family. And I just said, just, just live your life. And, uh, well, of course, a lot of times people want to, they want to judge people for a lot of things. You just don't need to. Just leave people alone and live your life and uh, have a love in your heart. That'll go a long, long way. I want to tell you that you can find these broadcast on the podcast. And uh, all you got to do is just type in Pastor Jack King at uh in Tallahassee. That's all you got to do. Just type that in and it'll, it'll come up and you can uh, work your way through that. And there's all kinds of content there for you. There's uh, the talk show, lots of interviews of people that we've interviewed over the years. And then you can also find the daily broadcast there. And that's a daily Bible teaching that I do here on 94.1 Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock. And then we have it on another station that, uh, literally goes all over the world. And I, I hear from people all over the world. It's just so fascinating to, to be able to preach the gospel to the four corners of the earth <laughs> and uh, just realize that the word of God goes forth and it, it touches people and it penetrates people's hearts. And I'm just so thankful to be involved in, in that type of a, of a ministry. And of course, also, uh, those of you who are gospel music lovers, and, and you know I am, the Saturday night gospel sing with me, Pastor Jack King. And it's a full hour of great Southern gospel music, and I believe you'll enjoy it. And so that's at 7 o'clock, 94.1 on your radio dial. And, of course, the, the talk show that we do on Sunday mornings that you're tuned in right now on 94.1. So that's three different opportunities for you to hear Pastor Jack King on the radio. And I hope that's a blessing to you. <laughs> I think it is. Amen. 
And also, uh, I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're located at uh, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. We're in a storefront there. Love visitors. Won't you come today? We still still got plenty of time. You've got at least two hours or more. We started at 11.05. That's our starting time. And so you can make it. That's just not a problem at all. Just come on. Come on. Enjoy the service. We have times of worship. And, of course, we uh, bring the word. And we have Sunday school at 10 o'clock. I believe it will be a blessing. 720 Capital Circle, Northeast, FRCM.US. And then also don't forget the podcast. You can find content there. And uh, you can tune in. Now, let's just go back to our discussion for a moment. The content of your character. Now, we ask ourselves a question, well, what about my character? And uh, see, I have a whole lot more issue with that than I ever would about whether somebody looks like. And when I think about character, I think about just being honest. Just being straight with people. And don't tell falsehoods. Certainly don't go around telling uh, rumors and spreading rumors and lies about people. Just being honest. And uh, uh, what I talked about a few minutes ago about you just don't make assumptions about people. In other words, well, you know, you, you look in such such ways. I bet you are. Well, you don't know that. You don't know that because until you get to know somebody, you just don't know what kind of person they truly are until you get to know them. So we shouldn't jump to these conclusions about it and put everybody in a box and say, well, everybody, because you are a certain color, a certain nationality, said you're all just alike. No. Uh, matter of fact, when I was in Bible college, one of my teachers used to talk about uh, snowflakes. And he said that we're all like snowflakes in the aspect that there's no snowflake just like another. We're all different. And that's the way we all are. We're all different. We have different uh, thought patterns, how we think about people, uh, the how we process things. We're, we're, we're all different. As a matter of fact, this same teacher used to say that we're all endangered species every one of us we're all endangered species because there's not another one just like you anywhere there never will be anybody else just like you you are uniquely made so you're an endangered species and that goes true for everybody and uh being a uh, person who has done talk radio for uh well over 20 years now just uh, being curious about people is just what I do, <laughs> and uh, and and the other one of the uh, the pitfalls of being a, a radio interviewer is that you have a tendency to interview everybody you meet, and you don't even realize. You know, I don't even realize I'm doing it. But I've had people comment to me before. Says, "Well, did you have a nice interview?" Because they said they're listening to me talking to somebody. Because I generally like people. And I like to find out about people. And so just a few questions 
because tr- truth is, I think most people like talking about themselves. And uh, just a few questions, you can lead somebody into a conversation. Next thing you know, they're, they're telling you all about themselves. And uh, I find it fascinating that people can be so different, so unique. And, uh, and then what I began to find out is that inside of this shell of a person, that I've I've seen, and and uh, maybe I've I've seen them come into a room, and I just see them walk by or whatever. Don't know anything about them, and so for me to preconceive something about that person would be to me just ludicrous, because I don't know anything about them. But with just a few words, I can get them talking about themselves, and I begin to learn. And generally, what I find is that. In the hearts of most people, there's a passion about something, something that they just love. And sometimes I find that there's a dream. And you know what I like to do? I like to encourage them about that dream. In other words, I want, I want to pick up from their story, what, what, they're, what they're saying. And I want to find ways that perhaps maybe this dream has lied dormant in their spirit because maybe they don't have the courage to pursue it. And so they've just, they've just left it alone and they haven't gone any further with it. And perhaps maybe with a few words, I could encourage them to take that dream back up and begin to pursue it. And then oftentimes, as we both have to go in different directions, I would say to them, look, don't let anybody talk you out of your dream. If you have a dream, you follow that dream. Follow it as far as it'll go and let it grow and flourish in your hearts. And if somebody comes to you with a discouraging word, you cast it off. And don't let it take root, because if you let that take root, it could destroy your dream. And I don't want that to happen, because we need dreamers. We need these crazy people who will pursue something that seemingly is impossible I remember one time there was a president who was newly elected and he said to a country, we're going to the moon. We're going to put a man on the moon. And uh, he had such passion in this that he convinced a nation to pursue putting a man on the moon, even though we know what tragically happened to that president. He never got a chance to see it. But it happened because he shared his dream and there were people who said, hey, we can do this. And, and I, I've been, been reading a book uh, I'll just share it with you. It's called The Last Supper on the Moon. 
And uh, I'm having a good time reading this book. And this is where the inspiration for what I just told you came from. And uh, and really, it was a very short time. I mean, this uh, he was elected in about 60. And uh, he probably made that statement maybe in the first two years. And then, uh, what is it, 1969. I mean, just a very short time. And, of course, in this book, he describes what that took. I mean, we weren't, we weren't even nowhere near being able to, to do such a thing at that point. But the benefits from it that we as humans gained from all of the knowledge that was learned in the process of putting a man in the moon because some dreamer, some dreamer. <laughs> You've probably already figured it out by now. You're listening to a dreamer. I'm I'm a dreamer. I confess. It's another from Legacy Five. Here. It's called Stand Still. That's good advice, isn't it? Amen. Well, I always have a good time being with you on Sunday mornings. I hope that uh, I've helped you to uh, be prepared to go to worship today in the house of the Lord and uh, lift our hands and our hearts to Him and praise Him for all that we are worth. I was uh, teaching on the uh, daily broadcast this week about uh, the stones the stones that they picked up there in the Jordan River now and as they crossed over the dry ground into the promised land and, and uh, they said stack those stones up as a memorial to what God has done and uh, as the children walk by with their parents and they say what mean you by these stones the parents can tell them about the crossing of the Jordan River and all the things that God has done we also talked about those stones that Jesus talked about in the day of his triumphant entry into Jesus when the the learned men, scribes, Pharisees, all that lot were saying to Jesus, make this crowd stop all of this noise. And he said, if they don't praise me, the rocks will. And I think it's important that we praise our Lord and Savior for the blessed things that he has done for you and for me and for the joys of our salvation, the hope, the hope that we have in Christ Jesus for life eternal. Father God, I thank you today that we have been so blessed to spend this time on the radio just sharing in faith and casting vision. Father, I pray that we would judge people not by the color of their skin or anything else other than just the content of their character. And let that speak loudly. And let us have a love in our heart for humanity. We just love people as you love people. And uh, that you set the example for us. Father, I pray over our churches today, Lord. Let, let the word of God come forth boldly from our pulpits, speaking truth. And Father, I pray that uh, there would be peace in this world, peace in 
America, peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. Father, I pray that you will allow your Holy Spirit to just sweep across the land and just bring that wonderful spirit of peace. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.